This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. There's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today. Welcome to another episode of 6-Minute Monday where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number one, when you are stretching, say you're stretching after a lift or before you're going to sleep, relax. There is no reason to be super tense and struggle and strain as you're trying to stretch out. I remember I would go to yoga and I would do that. I would struggle and strain and be tense and I'd leave with a burst of blood, blood vessels in my eyes and completely defeat the purpose of actually going to yoga. So relax while you stretch. Relax. Okay, tip number two. Tip number two, something like I am experimenting with. I'm taking the page out of the expert's book. This has to do with a tough man workout. You sit on a bucket. That bucket uh, is right in front of this chain. This chain is attached to a long sled with weight on it. So it is the chain pull that we do in our tough man uh, competition. And I have been doing an awful job at it, mostly because I've been sitting upright and I've been making it more of a back slash lat exercise. What I'm learning from the experts is that a re- to really optimize the movement, to optimize pulling the sled towards you with the chain, you really need to lean forward, take your back out of it, and make it more of a core exercise and more of a forearm exercise. I experimented with it this weekend. I absolutely did better than I've done in the past, but I'm still like in this debate mode of my head, like, should I be doing this? to beat the competition, or should I be doing this for a great back exercise? I really don't know. I may mix it up, but uh, I don't know. It's, I'm still in my head of, this wasn't intended to be an event just to beat. It was intended to be a workout that was good for your back. So, more to come on that, but it, it absolutely, absolutely made me better at the, the sled pull. Okay, tip number three, quote that I am thinking about. Who you are is defined by what you are willing to struggle for. Again, who you are is defined by what you are willing to struggle for. When I see people that have not optimized their life, the one thing that I'm seeing is that they're not willing to struggle for the thing they say they want the most. I want to lose weight, but uh, I also want to drink every single night. Uh, I want to I want to be jacked up, but uh, I'm not willing to uh, not willing to get to the gym. I mean, I, I want to get in better shape, but I'm not willing to go train in the cold and in the dark. I'm just not willing to do it. So again, who you are is defined by what you are willing to struggle for. And sometimes people they lose at something and they feel really bad in that moment, but they really don't care that much because something else gets in their way. They figure out something else they want to do. And look. People are defined by what their actions are. So you're going to tell tell what people really think is important by what they're willing to struggle for. Okay, tip number four. Tip number four is something I'm watching or reading that's moving me. I'm reading this book or just finished reading the book called The Perfect Pass. It's a book about Hal Mummy, who is quote-unquote the inventor of the air raid offense. So I'd say quote-unquote because as I read the book, I realized that most people didn't invent anything. A lot of these facets of the game have been around forever. I think like some... Something similar to what you call the run and shoot was in, 
was existed in like the 1930s. Point being is, this guy, Hal Mummy, he took bits and pieces of different offenses. He went out, he went across the country and tried to learn things. He was actually watching film of BYU as BYU would kill them. And he'd say, man, I got to learn what they're doing. He'd go, go to these coaches and try and find out what their key plays were. And he invented the air raid. And while he invented the air raid, he also invented Feed the Cats. Yeah, so Tony Holler is the Feed the Cats guy, and how long he wasn't calling it Feed the Cats, but what he what he did invent was short practices. What he did invent was not practicing every day. What he did invent was running at full speed all the time for short amounts of time without wearing guys out and making them jog at 50%. I realized that what Hal Bummy was doing was very, very similar to the way that we coached. I'd say 95% of what he did was exactly the same. The biggest difference between us and Hal Mummy and Mike Leach and the Air Raid guys is that we uh, ran the ball all the time. But there's a lot of similarities between the Air Raid and the double wing. It's contrarian. It requires a lot of repetition of the same plays. Small playbooks. Hal Mummy didn't even have a playbook. That's it. No playbook. How sick is that? He figured having a playbook only led to more complexity. Great, great book. I just gifted it to two people. I'm gifting it to two more, but two of those people are in our, our group, and we're actually going to have a, uh, a book club on this book. So get at it, Yusuke and Moresco. Okay, tip number five. Tip number five, a productivity tip. So the productivity tip is, why can't I'm blanking for a second here, people. I'm blanking for a second. Here it is, productivity tip. If you are holding a meeting, you need to direct the meeting. What I mean by that is, don't hold a meeting and say, guys, here's the agenda. But, before we get into this, does anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Eh, that's an epic failure. If you're holding a meeting, here's the agenda, and here we're going to talk about point number one. Okay, we're done with point number one, we're going to talk about point number two. So point number two, we're going to talk about point number three. That's it. When those things are done, whatever's on your agenda is done, that's it. Then you can open up the floor to anybody else with other, any other press of concern. In fact, if you are a true meeting aficionado, you wouldn't do either of those things. You'd have a meeting just based on one thing, and then when that, that meeting is over, that's it. You end it. But the, the key point of this, the, the real true tip for the day is, if you have a meeting, you direct it, you only have people talk about what you want to talk about in that meeting, and you only let them see what you want them to see. So if you're presenting, and there's two things on the screen, they're going to look at two things. If you want to focus on one thing, only show them that one thing. You direct the meeting. Okay, uh, thing number six, the famous failure. The famous failure of the week, this one is going out to the great show called The Sopranos. So this great show, this epic show on HBO, everybody loved it. Who knew that the show was rejected from 40 pilots? 40 pilots. It was rejected from 40 pilots before it was uh, put on air. And it only aired because there was a new CEO of HBO who was looking for out these crazy shows to spark his business. If that CEO didn't get there, we would never know Tony Soprano, Paulie Walnut, all those guys. So thank you, CEO. I can't remember what your name is, but thank you for wanting something so wacky that you put uh, the great Sopranos on the air. All right, people. Enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Lark Media. Did you ever feel like you had a message that the whole world absolutely needed to hear? You take it, you package it, you bundle it, you send it out there, and then boom! No response. Well, if that's you, don't be disappointed. It might not be that your message is bad. It might be that you're not delivering it the right way. And this is where our friends over at Lark Media can help. These guys are masters of marketing. They've done things for advanced training, where they've come in, They've taken documentaries of our work, and they not only captured what it looks like, but they capture what it feels like to be a part of what we do. They've also made motion graphics that we use before and after our YouTube videos. If you need help 
please contact Steve at LarkMediaNYC.com. Again, that's Steve at Lark, L-A-R-K, MediaNYC.com. Tell them that Advanced Trading sent you, and they'll take 10% off.